Okay, good morning, Super. Good morning, James. Good morning, Jennifer. Okay. Um, today, uh, just jumping straight into it because uh, we've been having some technical difficulties. Um, we're going to talk about resumes today. Um, and I think resumes is a, is a super important uh, topic um, because I've seen, in my experience of having read through so many resumes in this industry, but you know, so many resumes of, of uh, handyman, porters, supers, RMs in this industry, um, it's one area where I think a lot of us need, need some help to, to improve. And I myself, when I was writing my, I've seen, when I go back to my first resume, I, you know, I, I can see where now I can see where I've been missing a lot of things. And over the years, as I've gotten better at writing resumes, um, you know, it, it, I, re I look back and see that it took a lot of work. And it take, you know, it, um, getting it right requires going back at it and practicing writing a better and better resume. So for those of us in the industry um, who are listening, I kind of want to give them some tools and some hints to make their resume um, as, as good as possible. Because, I mean, what is a resume? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's your face. Right. It, it's like a snapshot of who you are. It's that piece, it's that, that paper that describes who you are, what you've achieved professionally. It, it's, it, it's your pitch, it's your elevator pitch. Elevator pitch is like, you know, the, the, uh, if someone says, who are you and how are you right for this job? It's that few, few minutes where you have this person's attention, where you tell them exactly what you've done, um, uh, where you're going, why you would be perfect for that job. And so if, if that paper is able to do that, and that paper called a resume, then you want to spend uh, you know, a good amount of time trying to get it as perfect as possible. And it should, you know, as, as perfect meaning reflecting who you are and everything that you've done that makes you perfect for um, whatever job that you're going for. Right. Um, the problem here, I think, um, the reason why um, you're seeing a lot of, uh, quote, bad resumes is because there is no place where um, supers, reporters, um, people in the building industry can learn about this thing. Right. Um, I tried to Google. I, I, could, I, I really couldn't find the, the right format that I needed as a as a building super or reporter. So I just had to Im improvise with the samples that I had as um, app, um, resumes for, for office jobs or schools. Um, so I, I found it really hard to to kind of grasp, or oh, am I doing this right? or, or um, what and after writing that and especially when I didn't get the job like maybe it was my resume <laughs> so sure. yeah so it will be a great great place um, 
a, a great episode where we can kind of go through in, in detail what is needed in the resume and what people are expecting right. to see in the resume, right. etc. Yep. I think that's great. I mean, I would, just going back to your experiences, I would say if you're, you know, if you didn't get the job, who knows what could be the reason, right? Maybe you, they don't like your name, right? <laughs> or something. But if you do get that interview because someone read your resume, it's because your resume was good. So at least you know that, you know, that with a good resume, you will be called for an interview. So we want that resume to look great so that when, you, when, a, when the employer takes a look at your resume, by the end of, you know, hopefully right away, but by the end of that resume, he knows that, you know, hey, I want to I wanna meet this person. Yeah, so if you have um, a great resume, uh, pr the interviewer will probably think, oh, this, this guy's knowledgeable. Not only he knows how to, how to work in the field, but he, he can be kind of academic. Right. You know, he, he knows the proper ways to, to put things together in a resume. So, oh, I'm, I'm very interested. And you're going to stand, stand out from other, other resumes. Right. So giving you more possibility and chances for getting the job. Yes. Um, so I thought we'd handle this a, a couple ways because, you know, we, oh, before I forget, actually, um, you know, when I've, of, of all the resumes that I've seen, I've seen similar mistakes come up. Mm -hmm. When I, when I review the resumes and I see, you know, what could be improved, the good news is that the, the mistakes kind of are common. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are making the same mistakes on the resume. And um, uh, if we can just fix them um, one by one, uh, and it doesn't have to be at one time. It can, you know, what, what I want to say is that um, your resume it's not like you finish your resume and you're like I'm done for the rest of my life that's it you constantly you should constantly come back to it at least every couple of years look at your resume again and you need to update that so for those who have who have you know really written a great resume and have put it out there in five years or ten years you're a different person you're a person that's learned more things, um, that has probably got uh, earned more um, achievements and um, uh, learned more skills, and your value changes to your to the to the person that you're working for. So you you should always come back to your resume and update that. Always be ready to like. If someone says, "Oh, who are you? Like, what have you done?" You can whip out or at least talk about yourself um, as, a re as, if, you know, as if you're reading from a resume all of the things that you've done. And if you, sometimes if you wait too long and, and 10 years go by, you don't, sometimes we, we forget how, what kind of, you know, what kind of value we provide, offer to our employers. We forget 
how much we've changed and how much we've learned. So you should always go back and review that. So even if, so, this episode is for for people that um, want to learn how to put together a resume and have never done it before, or those of you who have put it together and you know need some help understanding, you know, uh, learning how to make it better. And it's also for those people um, who have great resumes already. And just to refresh, maybe this episode will kind of give you that little nudge to look at your resume again and to relook at it and to see if anything's changed that you can add on to. Yeah, great. Okay. So, um, so basically, the resume is a shortcut, re- really, to getting to know you. So basically, it should it should um, reflect um, your experiences, your professional experiences. It should tell a story about who you are. Um, it shouldn't be like a place where you just throw everything in there. It shouldn't be a place where. You, you, you put every, every place that you've been since high school, you know, there has to be a strategy to this, a planning to this, right? Um, so what I, I've come up with is um, something called uh, the rules for writing a resume. It's kind of a general rule, but um, you want to keep to each of these points. And it's, I call it the ARC rule, the A-R-C. And it pretty much is, you know, be accurate for A, A for accurate, meaning um, the information you put down there should really tell who you are, um, should be as clear as possible, um, and should be truthful. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, Secondly, uh, R stands for relevant. So you, relevant means that whatever you say um, should be there to help you get that job. Okay, so so in other I words, shouldn't be putting things like, um, my hobby is to drink beer in the porch. <laughs> Something like that, that's right? right? Yeah, that's I'm right. a great cook or oh yeah like something like that you're like i'm trying to i'm going for a handy tech position and i you know and i cook really well and yeah. everyone's gonna be like how is that relevant to this position you even if you're a star chef yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be like no we, we we're, we're happy you won all these awards for the best quiche mm-hmm. or the best pasta in your in your town but it doesn't have anything to do with us so the third one is be concise. So, so A-R-C, accurate, relevant, concise. Concise meaning you want to be as, as brief as possible. Remember, this, this resume is your one shot. It's that resume that ends up on the desk of the person who is going to hire you. And you have probably 30 seconds I would say even less, right? Maybe yeah. 10 seconds. <laughs> you, have, you have 10 seconds, Two seconds 
Two seconds? All right, you have two seconds to, to catch his attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you have two seconds to catch his attention to the point that he's like, you know, to the point that um, he'll say either yay or nay, yes or no. So you want to you wanna make everything as easy to read as possible, as short as possible, without losing, you know, without losing the important information and um, as easy to read. I don't know if I said that before. Yeah. So, well, it, do, I, it doesn't mean that it should be a blank paper with your name on it. And, but <laughs> it shouldn't also yeah. be like a dictionary or Bible. Shouldn't be a Bible. It shouldn't be a dictionary. It, it should be. Um, so let's put it this way. Everything on your resume should say something about you. Try to leave out stuff that don't pertain to you. That mm-hmm. like don't will not add to this story. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I'll say is like, um, uh, don't write paragraphs. Don't write long stories. Right. Bullet point it. Bullet point it means, and I'll, we'll go into a, a sample resume. Um, bullet pointing means. Now, put put it down in short short format, right? Um, you also don't want to uh, you also don't want to you don't need to give full sentences. You can actually make it shorter um, in ways that you want to make all this information fit on a page. A page is a short thing, right? It's not a huge. Thing. It's a page is a, is a short thing and generally you want to get it in the page so that they can look at it very quick quickly and see if you're a good match which yeah. means that knockout like like you know it's it's not a it's not a english class you want to make it as easy to read as possible yeah so it's it's not like your diary so <laughs> so, for example, I worked in a co-op for 15 years as a super. Right. You would put um, 15 years as superintendent. Super and the right. That's perfect. The Thanks for the example. Address, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, right. Yep. So you you cross out all the I and did and all those verbs. Yeah, like for those of and you who don't, then yeah, because right, right, yeah, just just knock it out. Just like uh, Jennifer said, you know, I worked at this building for six years. You know, you don't need to say that. You know, you don't have to put I. In fact, try not to use I ever mm-hmm. in your resume. Because take it's that, about you. We take, know. Yeah, we know it's about you. About. Yeah, just write. Six years, porter or, 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 or super, whatever position, and then put the building. But I mean, we'll talk about that in more detail later. But do not, you don't have to write, I worked here for, you know, so many years. So um, the whole point of that is to make it concise, mm-hmm. right? Always follow the rules, the ARC, accurate, relevant, and concise. Um, I also say, like, we talked about in the other episodes about, about you know, blank pages. I, I've encountered a lot of resumes that 
have a blank page at the end. Oh, really? You know, or or big spaces, and mm -hmm. you don't want to do that because mm -hmm. you you're not being concise, which means you're not being you're not using up that valuable space as possible. Remember, every part of that resume is important. Every word that you use is important and can either help you or hurt you. So when you have a big blank space, you're, you're making it harder for people to, um, uh, people to get you, you know? Uh, and if you're, if you're landing on someone's page, I mean, if you have, it's kind of like saying, you know, leaving a blank page or blank space on the resume, a large blank space, it's kind of like standing in front of your employer and saying nothing. Yeah. You know, it's just oh, dead space, which is something that you, want, you don't want to do. Um, so, and then also you mentioned that another uh, episode that um, use a PDF mm -hmm. as, uh, f um, what do you call that? I guess it's called formatting. No, um, yeah, the, the type of document. Yeah, the type of document. Uh, uh, save it and send it as a PDF, not a Word doc, mm -hmm. because it makes it easier for people to pull it up on their phones. And PDFs actually look nice. They look just like the paper form. So it allows people on the go, think of a person that is going to hire you, they're, they're running for the train, and they're trying to read some resumes, and they pull up a, a, a Word document. You know, if you save it as a Word document, Microsoft Word document, it's going to be all weird on your, on your phone. Yeah, it's going to be hard to read. And also, because it's, you, you can edit that document, who knows, the manager might make a mistake and delete. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, half of your, half of your um, resume is like, oh, my God, who is this person? That's totally true. <laughs> I mean, things can happen. I know. That's actually that's a nightmare. If you spent all this time writing your yeah. resume, and then the, the person who's reviewing it is so... It's so what do you call that? Uh, rushed that as they're running, they erase half your <laughs> half your resume, and then when oh. they look at it, they think that you're the person that purposely right. did that, and then oh you don't God. get the job. So yeah, that's, that's horrible. turn it into a PDF. Mm. A PDF means they can't erase things. Mm -hmm. they, they they've got to read it. Mm -hmm. It's formatted. It looks pretty, just like if if it's a paper form, mm -hmm. and you know that's it looks professional. Right. And I think there's a lot of times where Word documents, we kind of, you know, people, uh, um, managers have complained about that before mm -hmm. as well. Um, also, you know, things like grammar mistakes, like mm -hmm. don't make grammar mistakes, you, especially nowadays you have um, grammar words. checkers yeah. and, and spelling checkers. So don't make spelling mistakes, spelling and grammar. And don't do run-on sentences. Run-on sentences means you don't stop a sentence. You just keep on going. You know, it's like it's like a like one of those trains. You know, where it never ends. It's just you know, I went to the bath. Uh, I went to the the pool, and then I went out to eat, and then I and then it just keeps on going. I you know, I'm I'm actually. It's easy to get lost when you're writing. Um, it's really easy to keep on going sometimes, but break it down. Break down your sentences because it's easier for someone 
to understand what you're trying to say when you make the sentences short and they can they can you know it's like it's like a meal you know like it's like a plate of ice cream mm -hmm. they're gonna eat it one spoonful at a time if you if you don't have periods it's like it's like cramming that mm -hmm. down your throat you don't have a chime i'll use a hamburger <laughs> sorry it's like it's like a hamburger right it's like it's like a plate um it's like trying to eat a hamburger if if you don't use punctuation if you don't make the sentences short it's like you're shoving a hamburger down your mouth and you can't chew it mm -hmm. so try to try to try to make it easy easy to easy to uh, absorb um the other th the other i have some other rules about um resumes okay so oh uh, well before we go go on i think we have to talk a little bit more about the first two be accurate maybe some examples on that okay so it's you you put this um to to tell tell the listeners don't lie about things right uh don't don't exaggerate don't exaggerate okay so what could be a good example well a recent that? one is uh i saw someone say um there's a software called building link that buildings use mm -hmm. and uh it's used to communicate with the residents and the doorman and concierge yeah. and, yeah. and this uh this um person wrote on their resume um something like they they know what did they say they um, fluent not fluent but uh full knowledge of building link oh, okay and the thing was the problem with that is that building link is extremely rich with features mm -hmm. i mean it's got stuff that i'm i don't even know and and i'm i'm learning and i i've been using building link for years and for someone to say that and they didn't actually they 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 weren't a building link you know expert mm -hmm. or anything they were you know they were an rm but when they said full knowledge it gave you the impression that he knew everything, everything. about it and mm -hmm. in the in the mind in the mind of a of a reviewer um they may think that that's an exaggeration right yeah so i don't particularly um blame the super because he he or she might have meant i know this really well right so right right it's oh no, yeah knowledge, right yeah i'm sure that's what he meant um so there's You're right maybe it doesn't fall into it doesn't fall into exaggeration yeah, yeah i mean it it seems like exaggeration in in the opponents the interviewers 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 eyes, views. Yeah. but in, yeah so you that's why you have to be very accurate Right. If you know some parts of building link, or if you have had experience in building link using building link, then say that I would say. Yeah, or proficient in building link, and you can even, if it's important to the, if it's important to the position, you can actually break it down and say, you know, this. So I know how to approve the invoices. I know how yeah. to. Um, payroll messages. do payroll through right. building link and that that becomes really cool because that's when people are like wow that you know i can see how he knows a lot about building link mm -hmm. but when you say full knowledge of building link 
It's that, kind of vague. It's kind right? of vague. And it might be like with anything else. Like, I can't think of it, but you might have some great examples of maybe a little bit of a, uh, exaggeration with, with, uh, with some skill. But um, that was one thing that I saw recently that I, I kind of stepped back and I said, you should really reword this. Um, I would say if you're, if you're trying to write about skills, this can be kind of pr problematic. Right. Uh, such as you know, plumbing or caulking. Right. What, what is, it's hard to express what kind of level I am. Well, yeah. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. So I feel like, personally, I feel like I'm an expert in plumbing, but compared to vendors, I probably like am a licensed, not. Licensed yeah, a licensed plumber. So like, I think in th this case, you shouldn't put down things like how you feel like mm -hmm. <laughs> you are, how, how you feel like how you are, you are which level at. Right. Rather than, there are some ways to, to express those things, right? Right. I think, we, or we will find it now as we go through it. And yeah. there's ways that we've done it um, uh, where we had to sort of qualify something, meaning we had to turn like how skilled you are in something into something that you can communicate to another person. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like saying, oh, I'm really good at it or I'm really, really, really good at it. I'm okay at it, right? So you have to find the right language to say that. Right. And you don't want to be in a situation where you're like, I, I'm really good at it. But then to another person, they look at you and they may think he doesn't really know. He's not really good. You know, everyone has different levels of really, really good. Exactly. Right? And then you may end up like, he may end up giving you a plumbing job and you don't do it. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's like, he's a liar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you gotta watch out for that. Uh, so that's when it comes. Um, yeah, be accurate. The the advice comes. I would personally say I have experiences in plumbing, of fixing, uh, fixing, fixing certain kind of issues. You know, I for example, I I solve. A leak that was uh, constantly going on for three months, or um, in this case, I would say well, tr troubleshooted, uh, successfully troubleshooted an ongoing leak um, of three months or something like that, right? Right. Or I would say I know how to replace toilet. Um, I know how to how to replace a flapper. So if you don't know which level you are, you right. can just just say what you can do in that skill field. Yeah, I mean, um, the the problem though is remember you're you're you have so much space, right? Yeah. And unless you have, you know, you're just getting started, you don't have many things to write down. You can you can put those things. Yeah, but, yeah, it depends. But uh, yeah, it really depends. So. But you're right. I mean, there's uh, all those things have to be thought through, 
and then so how do you get started right i mean that's but we'll go we'll get there like how do you how do you take all yeah. this information and you put it into um something that that looks um looks really great and hits all the points and uh really reflects your 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 experiences you know when you said what's accurate and what's relevant uh like i i totally i i did skip over that so thanks for pulling me back but um relevant is super important too because (laughs) (laughs) we talked about how you know being a being a food chef uh uh, may you know uh should not be in a resume where you're going to become a super right but the problem is that um there may be different things different positions like a super if if you're um, a, a super going for a super position or you uh, you're a super going for a porter position sometimes you have to know what to what to how to show yourself in your resume depending and even when you're a super going for a super position but you, or a super going for a porter position you're going to be different in how you try to get the job right you're not going to put all of the qualities of a super into your your resume to try to become a porter do you know what i'm saying yeah like leadership because they because the employer may just be looking for a porter he's he's not looking for a, a person with leadership skills or a person that knows how to use building link maybe or knows how to do payroll he's looking for for a porter and if you're a super that is I don't know what situation this is, but let's say you are going for a porter situation, a porter position. You're going to be focused on what the employer is looking for in in fitting that, filling that position with the best porter, mm-hmm. not super. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. So you have to think of what the interviewer interviewer will would be looking for right so for example i would say i wouldn't i wouldn't put too much about leadership if you know if i'm applying for a porter but i would more highlight the things that i that i clean really well i'm very diligent i'm right on time yeah um, rather than I'm really good with um, what should I say? yeah building link or writing reports because <clears throat> of course that could be important for Porter too but it's not his main job to right. write reports right right and also the the super who's reviewing the resume might go I don't want <laughs> that's my job yeah that's <laughs> why are you applying for my job <laughs> and that might actually end up uh, hurting your chances to get in so yeah. you really want to be uh, and the reason why this is is not to we're not talking about deceiving people or lying yeah. what we're saying is that you this is your your one chance to put yourself as a perfect person for who they are looking for mm-hmm. not who you think they're looking for or who you think that they should get which means that you should actually research the position you should before you write the resume it doesn't hurt to find out more 
uh, you know, whether it's asking someone that works there or finding a way to talk to the manager, maybe a phone call, ask them what they're looking for. Or, you know, if it's something that's in this industry, you know, when you say you're looking for a porter, you kind of know what, what, uh, what they're looking for. Um, try to stay in that um, parameter without, without, tr without going outside, you know. Uh, so, you know, we, we're relevancy, being relevant or putting relevant information just means putting the information they want to hear. And once again, it's not deceiving. It's not, I'm not saying, um, uh, you know, you're, this is totally not lying. This is, uh, this is solely, totally about marketing yourself in a way that um, makes it easy for that person to see that you're fit for the job, you know, and provided you have that experience. I mean, don't lie about the experiences that you have. So, uh, did you did you have everything about be accurate? By the way, do you? Um, yeah, I did think you have so. that cover? Because I think yeah. we I left that pretty quickly. I mean, well, this is going to be the foundation of um, of the conversations that will be held from now on. So I think we can kind of move along. Yeah, and sure. This yeah, this will be. Um, We'll, we'll come back to these two. Okay. I actually realized that I started this podcast, this episode, with the, the sample resume mm -hmm. up, on the, uh, up on the screen. Um, so we are going to start. We're going to go back to, this res to, to what I had up in the beginning. So... Um, so this is a resume. This is a real resume. It's, it's, a, it's an actual resume uh, of a handy tech at a building. And what I did was I took out, you know, the, the phone number. So it, the phone number that you see over there and the address and the name, I took everything out and replaced it with, uh, with something else. So you don't know who this person is. But I left everything else intact. I, I, I did take out his, um, his workplace addresses and stuff like that, the names of the building. But I did leave in, um, I, I did leave in the rest of the stuff. Okay. So, so welcome to resume writing. Now, one thing I, did, I, I didn't mention before, which I think I should, is that... Um, Cover letters are awesome, and it's something that you should also add onto your yeah, your resume. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a different, it's a slightly a different animal. Your cover letter is supposed to make the, the person who's reading it interested to read your resume. So in other words, it goes on top of the resume, and when they get it, they read it, and then they're like, wow, I like what, I, what I'm reading. And then it makes them want to turn the page and read the resume. And if you direct your resume, is supposed to slam dunk it for you, where they read it and they say, okay, this person clearly has all the things I'm looking for in this position. And it, um, 
causes the the reader to you know to give you a call for an interview so the cover letter is pretty important but we'll go through that maybe what we'll do is what I like to do um, is write the resume first and then write the cover letter mm -hmm. because your cover letter has to be almost the exact mirror of what you put down in your resume um, but you're going to present it differently I see can I say it like the cover letter is like the preview movie preview yes it's like a movie pre preview coming soon right coming soon now if you have um, you know if you have an outdated um, resume and then you write a, a new cover letter and then all of a sudden it doesn't match with your resume that will raise red flags mm -hmm. so you really want to put that cover letter together after you've finished the resume and yet you're happy and good with the resume mm -hmm. and what i do with the resume i'm just uh, you know it's it's kind of it's kind of tough for people to start writing resumes and i have a lot of people say where do i start i i say just start writing just put everything down everything you can think of you know everything even don't don't plan on putting you know um, don't plan on everything that you put down in the beginning as being part of the final version of the resume it's not you're going to throw a lot of things out but in order to get that full resume you want to start really just putting everything that you can think of out there anything that you think is relevant so you, let's say you've done the research you figured out what are they looking for in this position what are they I, I want this job what are they looking for once you figured that out you start just putting stuff down that relate to that everything that you've done all the reasons why you think that you're good for that you know if you're if you're this position was a handy handy tech so you might say okay i'm gonna i heard that they're looking for a groundskeeper just you know you know tool you know how to use outside tools because let's say you've used it in your house um or you've used it in your, you know, other, other, other job positions, put it down. I've used a hedge trimmer. I've used this. I've, I know how to, you know, um, uh, prep a lawnmower, um, you know, just whatever you can, just put it down there. Right. So that's one of the, and then what, what happens now is you're going to start cleaning it up and making it look better um having the right information there making it more accurate making it more relevant and then making it really concise right if you if if you find it hard to put everything just together i i tend to think oh what did i do after i graduated school so let's say for example 2001 what was i doing 2002 what was i doing 2003 right. And then, oh, I was working at this building. What did I do there? There must have been some crazy accident. Or what did I fix there? Um, you, you, can, you can kind of um, uh, I, I think thinking it by, by ears, right. what year it, it, it was and what you did could help you um, Oh yeah, remember some some of the things. Yeah, that's a great point. I forgot. 
And it's also you're you're actually killing two birds with one stone because if you go if you're gonna do that, you're not only remembering all the things, but you're able to organize them at the same time. Right. <laughs> I love efficiency, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we're gonna start, and we're we're gonna look at uh, this person's uh, resume, and we see that you know a lot of stuff are are kind of out there. Um, you know he. He is, you know, you can see that he's talked about um, how long he's been in the industry, talks, touches upon the skills that he knows, customer service, plumbing, electrical, um, I, I, you know, uh, communication, he's fluent in Spanish, he's computer literate, you know, so he's just putting everything down. He's able to lift up 80 pounds. Wow. Um, which is to probably, probably saying that he's strong. But I think we would. I mean, there's a couple problems that I've seen, I see here. Uh, yeah, but I mean, this guy looks like he, he has really good experiences. Uh, yes, I think definitely he has good experiences. Yeah. And I think a resume, you know, put a resume on a person with this kind of experience is like putting a tailored suit, mm -hmm. you know, like a tailored custom suit on on someone you know it yeah. just makes him look nice him or her look nice professional um just looks great i i would uh but as i'm looking at this i just see you know a few problems i'm gonna start start bringing them up i see spelling errors electrical oh yeah that's it plumbing right. Oh, yep. plumbing. Plumbing also. <laughs> I like plums, though. Right. Plums and plumbing is, is different. Then you have, um, you know, I, I see some automatic uh, mm. things that kind of stand out. Um, so, you know, these days you have your, you have your uh, spell check and your grammar check, so there's no reason why you shouldn't run them through. I'm just mm -hmm. going to correct it right now. Um, elect trickle and carpentry and then there's some like some formatting stuff that i see like you know plumbing electrical and then he doesn't capitalize carpentry mm, right you know and then doesn't capitalize locksmith you know stuff like that and you know you want to i I'm, I'm pretty sure he he put this together fast and you know we were mm. gonna review it together so uh i'm sure there was there was uh he was looking to get back into this and to, to clean things up but um, and as a first, as a first thing, it's not so bad as a first draft, right? It's not so bad, and like he, he has really good qualities. I would right, like right. To him. right. He does yeah, have. He, he can be a great candidate. I think. I think so. Regardless um, of the format, like, but I mean, this is this is great first impression. Great first impression. But I do know him pretty well, oh, so I can also what I I'll see. do is I'll tell you where I think that he he. It, you know, th th we may need to make things a little bit more accurate. Okay, and also probably this resume doesn't doesn't fully express how good he is or how skilled he is. That's an excellent point. Right. I think over over um, uh, what do you call that? Over exaggerating or or exaggerating, and then which is overstating your 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 qualities. Is not good, but understating that and not yeah. saying enough is just as bad. Because why would you 
not say how awesome you are if you are that, right? Mm-hmm. If, you've, if you've done that. But I see a lot of people under, understate their qualities and they, they shortchange themselves because when they write their resumes, the people don't see the interview. In, the resume uh, reader doesn't see how, how awesome that person is. Yeah. Oh, humble heart. Humble heart. <laughs> I, it might be humble. I see. I sometimes think it's humbleness because people, a lot yeah. of people don't want to show off. They don't want to yeah. brag. They don't want to say they're great at this. Um, so there, but there's always a way to not do that, but also um, be able to stand out. You know? Yeah, and also you want to tell them precisely because Accurately. if it's too simple, people might imagine what kind of skills you have. Yeah. Everyone's it, language is very, very vague, you know, it's, right, it's very right. hard. So maybe writing in, you know, in a way that um, I, I would say I, I, in resumes, you can put a little bit of icing. Like you can you not you can I, I don't like the word bluff, but you can kind of puff yourself a little bit. Um no I I not agree puff, with you. Not. But you know you I think to a certain point where it sounds like you're proud of it, well, it's okay. Well let, let let's say this. Not puff yourself, but there is a way to turn everything that you do to step back from anything that you do and look at it from the standpoint of the value that you're giving yeah so in value other words, and achievements achievements meaning that you know a lot of us don't think of um showing up to work punctually on time every day is is you know is a thing you know we don't give awards for that right but it's super important, right? Mm-hmm. So where you think that it matters that you know someone has to come in every day um, prompt, uh, punctually on time and you've never missed a sick day, I think you should put that in. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's like you can actually say um, uh, uh, hundreds, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm not, Maybe I just, this may be something that you disagree with, but he, you know, was able to never missed a day of work um, in any weather, storm or whatever. Oh yeah, that's amazing. I would hire him. Right. And, you know, (laughs) in any, in any natural disaster, he was always there. Mm. And maybe that, that's not puffery. That's, that's 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 accurate right but you're right i mean you know there's different philosophies to this people say that they can you know yeah i think it would depend on the person too they right. have their own limits uh, it's you know it's just our style i guess or what or what you mean maybe is um try to you know a lot of us we overlook the things that we do during the day mm. we kind of just because it's second nature because we do it like like naturally yeah, we don't think about it but right. if you step back or if you maybe can explain to someone and have them say you know if it's something that happens to go wow that was that's great um maybe it's something that how, how can i say 
Yeah, something you think is so trivial. It's just, it's, I do it. It's so easy. You know, this yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, so it, I do it. But it's not. It's not. You should be proud of it. Right. And it's something that, like, like remember, that there was, uh, I was writing my resume, right? And there was a point where we, uh, we were talking about a leak that we found. Like, it was a leak that was undiscovered for, for 20 years, right? right? And I guess for those of us who are part of it, we don't really think about that. We're like, okay, that was, that was found. Right, until, right, right. But if you're able to step back, you're like, you can actually say, look, we, there was a leak that was undiscovered for 20 years that was found because we were diligent, we were focused and committed, and we saved the building a lot of money. Exactly. So more, uh, so those things come with the fact, the fact that you solved this leak, but it tells you what kind of qualities you have as a, yes. as a super. Yeah, it tells you, breaks it down to what, what kind of person you are, right. what kind of worker you are. But it, it's, you know, because I'm trying to find another way for that word of exaggerating or, uh, you know, like, like showing off. Maybe not that, but it's, it's more about like, it may be just stepping back from what you do and you, what you take for granted every day in your workplace and showing the value of that. And maybe what you do is you can, you can, you can say it this way, like if I, when I did that, what did what happened what did i what was the result of what i did like when i stopped that leak now um residents were happy because it was finally solved um the problem didn't keep on coming back again and again which cost more money so maybe the building saved money so when you break it down like that you start to see the value of that and then you can say um this what I did um, was something that, you know, caused these good things to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to find a way to to say that. Um, I don't want. I don't want anyone to to exaggerate. I definitely don't like exaggeration, but I feel like, or I, de I definitely don't think exaggeration is necessary. But it's just about stepping back. From what you do every day and looking at it differently and right. saying you know what do you do and you know and we'll go through that i think that that that's a hard thing to yeah to, but uh, it's a great point um that that you pointed out also when you're writing resumes it should be because this happened because of a b happened like there should be cause and result example with blah blah skills i managed to do blah 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 right i improved i improved the buildings blah 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 so if you turn it back to the uh like to you the, have to have a result right right so if you go back to the water leak you can actually put down let's say you you've calculated and you saved the building ten thousand dollars a year you can say saved building ten thousand dollars a year by right troubleshooting methods exactly. something right. and it, that's awesome right i mean it sounds to the person that did it uh it might sound like oh man i'm bragging about myself but it's not it's actually 
um, showing, stepping back and showing the value of, of your skills to the building. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you don't want to lose mm-hmm. when you write your resume. You, know, you don't want to lose that, that, that character of, of your resume, that, the, the part of your resume that helps you stand out among the other candidates. Mm-hmm. Right? So, okay. Um, the other thing that, so maybe we can do it this way. So as I'm, as I'm working on this, uh, let's just keep on going down and just see who this person is. We'll get a good idea of this person as we read it. So building trust-based relationships, uh, verbal written communication. Where are you? Um, I'm actually in the first paragraph, the first, the first part of it. I'll, I'll tell you where I am by coloring, like computer literate. Um, and I'm going into his work experience, maintenance worker, um, yeah. de- develop team through training, monitor mm-hmm. the allocated allotted area and communicate if any repairs are needed, perform basic repairs and plumbing, um, locksmith mechanical, going down to maintenance worker in Regal Park. Um, all right, so you know, let's maybe we can do this. I think I like I like how um, he kind of put a lot of stuff in there, and I like how he separated it into different parts. So, uh, one thing that you should do in your in your uh, in your resume, let's break down the different sections, right? So right. the first section is you always want to put your current work experiences, mm-hmm. right? So where well, what are, are you doing right now? Where are you now? Yeah. So let's just say over here where, you know, your, your current, current employment, right? And you want to put down uh, the building, right? Right. So we're going to put down current employment. Uh, you can put down your current employment position. And then you put down the building, uh, location, uh, basic location, and uh, years, right? Years of employment. Okay, and then what you want to do is bring it, you start to now, let's go down, so current employment position, then work experience, you can say, let's say you're separating this, so you're saying past work experience Mm -hmm. over here, and you know, you have the position, New York and then and that will make it look prettier, but we're just separating everything. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's great. Okay. So generally in, in a resume, you want to put down you know, a short introduction on top, um, but your introduction should be a cover letter. So it's not extremely necessary, mm-hmm. um, but you have everything that is for your current employment position. Then you go into your past employment employment. Uh, positions and then at the end you can see that he has uh, education you probably you know you have skills you have certifications and licenses as separate sections 
because what you're the purpose of this is that you're giving them a little bit of a, of a background and what your you know what you do uh, who you are what your other skills are aside right. from your your work experiences um, I see that he put skills here but uh, skills should be actually on the other and, and, and I don't think it needs to be there I think maybe skills we can put into a different section um, maybe we can put it into something else but the, the reason why as I'm looking at this this actually goes past a page and a half mm -hmm. so we want to not only you know put everything that of this person's experiences and his skills and his achievements down in in one page um, we we not only want to get all of his experiences and ex his ex achievements down we also want to get them down in one page a single page so what we have here is um, so you want to get everything down all in one page so let me ask you something do, do you think education what should be um, what's the purpose of the section education or skills certifications or licenses um i think it's, it's um i don't know it's, it's something it's basic i think it's yeah like I, just basic things you should you should put it put down as in a resume especially certifications and licenses i think he's trying to say achievements because those really are achievements right he's, yeah. he's gone through class and gotten certified right so he wants to kind of showcase them he wants to show that to the employer saying i have this and this and this and this right and this is and having this is proof mm -hmm. that i know this and this and this and this right so it's kind of like your 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 proof um your your list of proofs it's your proof proof box or your proof list where you say um i have these things mm -hmm. and um uh, i have these skills and th having these certifications or licenses prove that i have these skills so um and maybe high school is to say that you know i've i've actually achieved uh, you know, education is to say I've I've achieved a degree. I, I have right. I have the I've achieved that degree, and I have the um, the the correct mindset to finish a degree and to complete yeah. a course. So it's kind of saying that I'm focused, I'm determined. Right. I I can start something, I can finish it, um, and stuff like that. But so I think I see what he's trying to say here. So mm -hmm. I I, I kind of so he. I'm going to put myself in the in the shoes of this this uh, person. He's saying, um, you know, I I'm also fluent in Spanish in case um, I need to speak to peers or colleagues in Spanish. I can do that. Communication is not a problem for me, right? When I see fluent in Spanish, but uh, how can we start to organize this? Maybe I can. Yeah, it's a lot of information here. Um, okay, before we remove any, anything, um, okay. let's see if there's anything that's duplicate. Okay, that's so, a great, that's a great approach. Yeah, because okay. I'm seeing, I'm seeing plumbing, plumbing and electrical, so you have three lines that has... Ah, uh, um, there we go. 
yeah. electrical and plumbing. All these can be in skills. Actually, four. No, no, that's not. That's so you not think that you should put them into the skills at the bottom? I mean, for now. Okay. For now, and depending on. I would say depending on the person. Yeah. I if I'm a person who wants to highlight the skills more, then I would put the skills in the first. Okay. Um, so there's no rules line. to this. We can Not kind really. of be The general rule is that what kind of work are you doing right now? But in the super industry, I don't think it's it's there has to be a strict rule about it. Okay. But it, the general rule is that what are you doing right now? And yeah. then it goes, because that's the most important. And as I'm reading this, I'm starting to think that, you know, if he's a handy tech, because he, he's a handy tech in this building, it's, isn't it assumed that you know plumbing, electrical, carpentry, and locksmiths? I mean, you have to know that in order to be a handy tech. Yes. In a building. So I guess you could say a little more deliberately. Okay. So maybe more precise or what you did with the handyman skills, any kind of issues, like how did you contribute to the building maintenance? That's perfect. So should we let me know if I can move any of this uh, to it to maybe I can help reorganize this into a better a better format. Format means make it easier for the resume reader to understand who you are. Right, mm -hmm. because all of a sudden, if you have dates wrong, out of order, and right. you know chronologically, which means you know um, it, it follows the time, and if you're out of time sequence, it, oh yeah, it, it can confuse people. And yeah. if, so you go backwards. You if you go backwards, let's say you start from high school, yeah. the, a job you had in high school. All of a sudden, unless of course you're getting a job out of high school. But let's say you, if you're in your 30s and you're starting with something when you did in your eight, 18, 19 years old, you're going to quickly lose that resume reader's attention, right. maybe even frustrate them. And then um, that's not good. Yeah, so you usually put the most important thing because someone who's reading this is going to see your name and then read... like. He will read <laughs> your first paragraph, your first line of your resume will be read. But who knows? Someone gets bored, third, fourth line, you might not. Right. So right. just put something that you definitely want the reader <laughs> to read. Right. So that that's why actually you put the most recent job because that's that's the most important. Where are you coming from? Right. And what are you doing there? And that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that, what, if, like, what are you going to do in my building? Yeah, but what you if it... probably do what you're doing in the building right now. But here's a, here's a, here's a, uh, um, a surprise question for you. What if you are applying for a super job? You're applying for a super's position. And I can kind of see where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> and then you took a two-year break mm -hmm. uh, making sandwiches mm -hmm. at a top Michelin star restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then you decide to come back into being a, a super. Should you put that? Because otherwise, you're going to be missing two years of your of your um, of your resume, right? You're going to be missing the last two years. They're going to think that you've been on the couch watching TV for two oh, who years. Who knows? Who knows? If that's the case, I mean, 
I think two years is okay. Two years is something that an interviewer would ask you in an interview. Oh, so what happened in those two years, right? Right, right. But if it's like 10 years, <laughs> where have you, yeah, where maybe have you're, you been? Maybe you're in the wrong field and maybe it's hard. Yeah, you're right. So in, in maybe the, 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 the rule here or the lesson here is try to keep things consistent in your life. I mean, if you, if you think you are going into the food industry or you, you, know, you try to make that decision, try to think hard about that decision and stick to it. If you if you're constantly crossing industries, um, you're gonna it's gonna be hard to get the confidence. Yeah, and of people your, would wanna uh, pick someone who's who's more dedicated into this career as a super, but not. But that's what I mean. Getting, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just because what you're saying. Yeah. But I think in this case, you have the cover letter, right? Cover yeah. letter can be very helpful in that's this true. case. Um, oh, what you're saying is that. Nothing's hopeless. <laughs> Nothing's hopeless. You can always change things to make yeah. it look like it can, yeah. I because immediately a person might say, "Oh my God, he was at, he was in the food industry for the last five years and he's trying to be a super in this building, and a resident manager." Now who knows? He's probably forgotten a lot of the skills. Yeah. Yeah. So if that was the case, um, I would I would still put the the, the relevant. Or the, the food experience? industry? No, no, no. The relevant experience as a super or porter on the first first line. And then I would probably put put the experience as I a like chef that. Yeah. In, the, in the very last or line. Or maybe you could do it. Yeah, you could do it that way. That's, a, that's a great thing. I can explain in the cover letter. You know, yeah. I, I just, you know, I've been a chef for two years, but I... I, I remember how how passionate I was for 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 working in the building industry. I I decided to come back and and continue with my past dream of of being a super. I think it will be a great opportunity for me. Now I'm not going to leave ever. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I'm you gonna... can't really you know, say that. But well, you can say that now. Me. I'm fully committed yeah, to I'm, this I'm field. I'm ready to commit myself. Right. You can kind of explain that in the, in the cover letter. I think that's great. I think you've you've solved the problem. Yeah, and then I, the and problem say has been I, solved. I believe I, I'll be a great candidate for, yeah. for this job. Yeah, and I think if I was an interviewer reading that, I would be like, if if you if I was reading it the way that you wrote it, I would say, okay, so this this uh, this person uh, obviously is skilled to become a super. He really wanted to test out his passion, maybe a different industry, and he came back with a firmer commitment. Yeah, and so in that case, you can make something a little bit negative, right? right. It could it could be a minus for someone, but you can turn it into something plus. Right, right. So that that's great. It's called spin. <laughs> yeah. But but it's not spin. I mean, I think that it's you're taking the po everything has a positive and negative aspect yeah. to it. Um, everything, right? Because the negative aspect is that this guy does not know where he wants to go. He's a constant drifter. He's he's a He's a um, uh, he's undependable, you know, and that's the negative spin. But on the positive spin, 
it's okay for people to try different industries. Yeah. And so that's great that the cover letter, now we kind of see where we're going to go with the cover letter because um, that's when you can kind of explain some things that right. may not, may stand out negatively. Mm -hmm. You can explain things that doesn't look so good in your resume. Right, but there could be cases, for example, oh, being a chef, it's, it's more money, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit my job and become a chef. But it turns out it's, it's super hard and like, you would rather go back and get a stable income. In that case, I mean... <laughs> no, I think that's good too, because yeah. look, you, why shouldn't we go for more to make a higher income? In that case, what would you say? So, if I left, if I had left in search of a higher income, in five years I went into, let's say, the, the stock market industry, right, to try to make stocks. I started to make money oh, off stocks. I mean, started to make money <laughs> off stocks. And then I realized I just wasn't good at it. And I'm, I'm coming back to become a superintendent. What I would say is that, you know, I went into this industry because it can't be just money, right? There has to be something that interested you, right? Yeah, or, or if it's all about money, you might as well just go into like selling drugs or something, right? I mean, easy money, or I don't, uh, I shouldn't say, right? Don't do that. <laughs> so what I mean is that you can go into doing something to make money quickly, right? right. It can be, it's going to be illegal. It's obviously not that. I mean, there's got to be something that, that drew you to the stock market to try to try to leave building superintendent, become a become a, a, a day trader or something, and then realize that you're not. So I would say I I you know, I explored. I left this industry to explore this field. Um, what interested me about that field was this and this and this. Here's something better. You can actually say what was similar to that to the super industry was this. Maybe maybe talk about how similar those two industries were. So you can kind of connect. Connect them to say, look, I like this industry because it was analytical. I like to troubleshoot. I like to problem solve, which is why I excelled or did well as a building superintendent because I was a great problem solver. So I tried my luck in a different industry. I succeeded for a couple of years, but realized, you know what? It's it's too um, there. Are, the negative sides of that outweighed the positive side. It was the bad outweighed the good, even though I liked it. And what I realized was, I also realized that I, I really missed being in a building. Mm -hmm. I really missed um, the troubleshooting there. It was different types of troubleshooting. So you know what? I came back. But this is what I've learned. I've learned that I really like the building trades. Um, what I learned is that. You know, also learn new skills from the stock. I learned new skills <laughs> from the right, and, and you could you can actually say these are the skills that I learned that I can think will work better in the building trades. Now I know how to do this better, do that right. better. Right, right, So I think you, can, I think you you're absolutely if you're a genuine, honest person, right, that went in there because you shouldn't be penalized for trying out different things. You shouldn't be yeah. penalized for punished. And you shouldn't feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad for trying to try different places. And if it means the potential to make more money, 
that's your God-given right. Yeah, everyone does that. God-given right. I feel like a. I feel like a. What do you? I feel like a. Uh, searches for higher income, yeah. earn more money. That's your. That's the American right. <laughs> but it is. I mean, that 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 should be that that uh, you, you shouldn't be punished for trying to trying to look for more income. Yeah. And oh. it, as long as you're doing it authentically and you want to grow and you want to, you know. But going back, let's let's um, yeah. let's see this. So, is there? So what we decided was just to make sure you're going to put the your most recent experiences down. Yeah. Right. But if you don't have one, um, because <coughs> you were in another industry or something, it's okay. Just write it down. Yeah. Even if even if you were. You didn't have a job for the last couple of years because the job market was bad, because something happened, or you had a family emergency and that just you know put you in a bad spot for a couple of years. Your cover letter is the way to bridge that. Right. Your cover letter is the way to help explain that. Mm -hmm. Because if you just send in the resume, they're going to be like, where the hell were you for the last five years right. or two years? And it doesn't look good, mm -hmm. but a cover letter can do that. So yeah, even if you're not good at writing, right? And maybe there are some grammar mistakes. It could happen. Yeah. But if you write with with genuine heart and with authenticity, people will hear that. So don't worry. Yeah, I would say, and but even if you don't get, uh, you know. Even if this the res it is hard for you to get back in, maybe, maybe because you skipped a couple of years, it's hard for you to get the position that you want. Keep trying, get that yeah. position, and then build your resume. Yeah. And then come back to your resume. Now you you're missing five years. Let's say you're missing five years. With more experiences, you get to put in more stuff. Yeah. In your resume. Mm -hmm. So what can we move down? So I'm gonna move down. I'm gonna take out. Electrical. I'm gonna move this to. Uh, yeah, it's in the skills. In the in the skills. So I'll put it right down. Uh, I'll put it right down here because he doesn't really say it. But also, you you know, when I look at this, I kind of say, you know what, I'm you know, a handy tech sort of knows this stuff. So should he really write write this? But I don't know. So installing tile floors. Well, to be honest with you. Yeah. Handy tag, is this like a special word that's? It's a handyman, but we're just trying to be uh, a little, a little bit. Oh, we, we I wanna, see. We want to recognize the. If that's the case. Yeah. Because I don't know what the word, handy tag means, so maybe you should put down that. Oh, I there see. There could be people who doesn't know. Yeah. Okay, so we can work. I mean, but it's like basic. It's like language. I know how to speak English. Well, but you, you, you can put English in there. Yeah, I mean, a handy tech also a handyman is. Uh, I think I think it's not. It doesn't give justice to the uh, the people in the building trades that are you know have to know a lot more things about equipment. You know, a, a handyman traditionally is a person that puts Just, up shelves and. Mm does these odds and ends around the house. Oh, then he should put in he's good with tools. Uh, well, a handy tech, you know, a handyman in a building has a lot, know a lot more about a building. Um, 
Okay. You know, so that's why I put tech because he's more like a technician. Okay. Versus a a a person that has knows tools okay, like but, he knows a boiler. Yeah, but but you gotta be careful. Like, what's handy tech? Right, right, right. I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, then well, explain what you do. Then keep the keep what you did in the building. Right. Like, Maybe the job description itself is handy tech, but I worked as a building handy person or handyman. You could say, because uh, handyman is the, is the, the popular um, word. Yeah. You could say, um, is, is handy tech really used throughout the industry? No, no not, it's not too common. Handyman is more common. Is this uh, like an official word? No, I mean even handyman. I mean, it, handyman became the official word, but I think it was a uh, kind of a loosey, a loose word to begin with. Oh, it just see. was adopted as a as a. But there a, must be an official position of his his no, job in the in the building. What is he called? Handyman. Then it should be handyman. I feel like. Okay, gotcha. I mean, yeah. Unless the building hired, quote, handy tech. Right. Okay. Yeah. Handy right? tech is a, is a word that... It should be official. This is why you have a resume. It right, right. It should be official. That's a good point. Official. Right. Well, let's see what 32BJ calls handy handyman. So 32BJ handbook. And we're just going to go into there and we'll search for handyman... Oh my God, handyman doesn't doesn't come up in the 32BJ. Let me see if porters come up. Oh, they do have porter. Um, security porters, security service. Main maybe it's a maintenance person. Let's see. Let's see. Um, so you're saying just put down the official official word uh, of wh whoever, whatever um, you were hired. You were hired. Or if there's an official word for that that replaces. Handyman, then you can you can put that. Right, right, right. But if it's like a special code or not commonly used, if I'm a building owner, maybe right. managers might know. But if I'm a building owner, then what is this? I I might I might say that. Right. Or you can say handy tech, and then well, it's, it would be waste of a line. If you say I'm a handy tech, and handy tech means blah blah blah. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I don't think Porter is zero. Yeah, there's. Janitor, handyman, porter, fireman, doorman, helper, elevator. Okay, 
But, but no handyman. There is handyman. Where? Well, it says BRI contract. 32BJ.org. Okay. Yeah, I think that's... So the, the official... official um, the official word for this position is called handyman. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's, it says here, building... Uh, right. Yeah, I think. I think so. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Thirty two beach residential building handyman. You are an equal employment opportunity employer. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you say handyman. Handyman. Okay. I mean, it is the it is it is the um, most commonly used word for this position. So what you're saying, in other words, is don't don't make up a um, language. Don't make up oh, anything. No. Don't make up any, anything that Be will accurate. right will confuse your reader. You yeah. want to. Even if it may not be appropriate across the board, I mean, you you have handy women, right? Mm -hmm. And hand, you know. If that's official, right? Just use the official word. Do you think a handy person is better? I mean, yeah. Why not? Okay. Because I think it's if I can understand, handy person is okay. Handy man. Okay. Same as handyman, yeah. I think it could be generally accepted. Okay. But handy tech is a little vague for me. Okay. As I, as I'm looking at this also, I'm starting to see that he, I mean, things are kind of pushed together. I see that he tried to put dots between ideas. Oh, it should be just a line. Yeah, it should be a line. And I, I noticed that he put porter duties here as well. Uh, so he, he conflated or. He combined two uh, two positions, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna take that out because a handy um, I'll put that down here in skills maybe just for the time being. Okay, but the thing that I'm not understanding from you is that there is February two thousand six to present maintenance worker. Um, why are you making this up again? Because uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at this uh, resume and I saw this in the beginning. I think this is just an overview of himself. No? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and see, but see how it can cause confusion. <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't understand. Like, why, didn't, why aren't you putting the February 2006 to present? The first thing. Right, right. So basically, I, I, um, I put past work experience over there but i'll put this up front you know what um yeah let's just clean this up a little bit first then okay 
um, 15 years. Um, we don't really have to say 15 years because we know that he worked from 2000. So just to make sure we're on the same, same page, you are uh, working on the first section. Yeah, first section, okay. very first section. All right. So should we take this out, the handyman and building location years of employment? Because it's a summary of him, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's just put... Um, Why 15 years? Because he worked from 2000. It's like over 20 years. Right, right, right. 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 So there's an accuracy issue. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a lie, but... No, uh, accuracy meaning like it doesn't properly reflect what yeah. he's trying to say. So it doesn't, like he should be saying 20 years. Yeah, 21 plus. 21 Better plus than years. 20. Yeah, okay. he's got great experience. And then maybe he was trying to say handyman, yeah, duties. Let's line them up, customer service. Customer service really doesn't mean a lot. So I'm not sure. We just killed a... Yeah, what do you think of, about customer service? Uh, it sounds, he, yeah, I think he means that he knows how to talk to the residents. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if there's any issues, make them feel better about it. Um, you know, if there's something that's maintenance-related. I think maybe customer service can go with verbal and written communication down there. Um, also, it could be computer literate. So customer service goes down to no, we're, we're just verbal, to okay, organize it. Yeah, organize it. All right, so basically you're saying these two should go together. I'm going to separate it apart. Yeah. Um, maybe you don't have to, a lot of this seems to be, you don't want to repeat things, right, in a, in yeah. a resume. So if you're going to have a language section, you should, you should move it instead of keeping it popping up in the beginning. You know, like you want to put the important stuff in the first part. Right. Things that want to stand out. You having um, fluent in Spanish is not going to make or break you. You're not going to make or break the decision of whether the, the resume reader is going to hire you or ask you for an interview. I mean, it depends. You might want a Spanish... But so what I mean, also different. typically, I don't think they put it in the front. I think it goes kind of goes in the bottom. Usually anyway. in the back, right? Right. So what we can do is maybe clean this up by bringing this down to the bottom, fluent in Spanish. And also, when I read that, um, so maybe maybe create a section over here. I'll just put it down here for now. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, I'm I'm thinking, is he fluent in Spanish? Like implying that that's all he speaks, or yeah, and you should definitely put English too. Right. So, because English is probably, uh, you know, an, an important language that they're going to expect you to speak because communication with the property manager, with shareholders, with vendors, yeah. outside vendors, um, board members. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not sure what it means, proficient in maintenance of mechanical equipment. I think what knowing his, uh, his uh, credentials and his skills and his history and experiences, I think that he means that um, he knows how to uh, maintain, let's say, the lawnmower, the big lawnmower. There's like a John Deere uh, outdoor machinery. So, and there's snow blowers that need maintenance. Um, you need to uh, or do an oil change. You have to, if something goes wrong, you have to check, troubleshoot why it's not working. So I think that's what he kind of means, you know, mechanical okay. equipment. Um... So it seems like we have to decide. Um, in 2006 to present as a maintenance worker, um, where is it? Uh, coordinate and perform landscape of, uh, no, it's not there. Um, order equip, uh, I thought I saw something. With machinery? With equipment. Maybe it's back. Here. Maybe lower. Help um, vacuum equipment, clean the maintained building interiors, exteriors by sweeping and outdoor vacuum. No. Um, I think it's down here where it says facility maintenance, apartment maintenance, industrial maintenance. Yeah. Like that. So. I don't think, I think, I, I'm actually confused. The more I read that, I, I wonder, like industrial maintenance, what is that? See, that's the problem. Facility, yeah. yeah. We got really confused. So I think anything that confuses, take out. Yeah, take out. Or if you want to say something, say it a little bit more. Or flush it out. Specifically. Yeah, flush it out. If you know how to it... maintain a snowblower, right. say you know how to maintain a snowblower. Right, right. But don't, don't say I know how to maintain tools and industrial equipments, right? right? Right, I think that is a lot of the cases where um, I think it's kind of, I, I don't know about this person, but I sometimes think, oh, you know, knowing how to maintain a snowblower is just too little. I want to say that I know how to maintain equipments. Right. So um, I think a lot of cases, that's when miscommunication happens through resumes. Right. I think also people want to say when they put broader things, yeah, they want to, they want to like like flag the reader by saying, mm. "Hey, look, I know all these things," right? And they kind of want to promote themselves. The only problem is that you end up confusing more, and yes, you wanna you wanna say things so that you interest the reader to ask you more about it, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, how did you? How do you? What do you mean by this? But when you when you say like things like industrial maintenance, mm -hmm. you end up just losing them. I mm -hmm. think you know. You know the the really really difficult part of writing resumes in this field is that there are not no uh, there are not a lot of projects, right? Like if you're in an office, there are a lot of projects. Um, so you work for a specific goal, let's mm -hmm. say, even for contractors, like you build a house, right? And that's the result. You have a project of building a house. Right. But 
because maintenance worker is just maintaining the facility. Right. Because of me, I, you know, I achieved these, these goals, mm -hmm. right? I think that's what usually goes in when you write a resume. Like, for example, I put 200K into blah, blah portfolio and made it to a million. Something like that. That's what's usually in a resume. Or I participated in this project in, in Asia or something. Mm -hmm. And you managed to get the revenue up by 200%, something like that, right? Right, right. But here, it's, it's so hard to, to do that because of the, the essence, the essence of the... The job? The job itself. Because you're saying that it's the not... The job is to maintain the Well, it's quality. not... It, you're not but trying to achieve... You're not trying to um, do something that stands out. No, that's you're, not what I'm saying. Because... Or, yeah. So, when you see all these qualities, qualities, right? Yeah. They're usually qualities versus what he wrote in, in the maintenance worker mm -hmm. section. They're really, really similar. Okay. So, like, why sweeping, uh, for example, sweeping, mopping, buffing floors... It means you're good at porter skills, right? Right. So it's not really specific to this building. Right. So you could have done it anywhere. Yeah. So it's really hard to write resumes for supers because tests are really similar. Right, right. And you're literally maintaining the problem. Or uh, you're maintaining preventing, the, right, preventing right, right. the problems. Well, I still think that you can, you can, uh, you know, there, there. Let's well, let's see. Let let's as we continue with this. That's definitely a question that's going to come up. Can this person stand out? Yeah. And that that'll be the challenge. Can we make this resume stand out um, in a way that you're not exaggerating anything or adding anything or... Right. You... I'm going to have to think about this a little, okay. a little more. But I'm seeing great qualities and I just want to organize this in a way that the person who's seeing this really, really um, sees his qualities and wants to interview this guy. Right, right. right. So mean, take... Yeah. Give me some time. Okay. I'm going to have to come back, but it's, Let's, yeah. Well, what we'll do is, uh, I mean, we're all, almost reaching two hours, so okay. yeah. we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll, let's stop, let's come back to this. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, what's the next step? The next step would be, we're, we're just taking this and we're bringing this yeah, yeah, yeah. down. We're breaking this down. Breaking this down and maybe we can compare before and after. And yeah, I can yeah. give the reasons why I changed this to that. It's not an answer. It's just my suggestions. You don't want to do it real time? It's going to take too long. 
It's going to take too long. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I have to I think would, about this. Yeah. Or maybe you can make a copy, write it, and then we'll, you can, we can, uh, yeah. We, you can just move and I'll move it fast. Yeah. To the well, it was great to kind of brainstorm how to start the, the resume, writing resume process. And, you know, things have to be kind of organized um, in the resume so that it's efficient in communication, meaning you want to highlight the things that you want to um, you save the lines by not repeating things and making it more relevant right. um, to, to the job um, opening. So let, let me yeah, clean this up. And this was a great um, start on, on the resume topic, I feel like. So we already knew, uh, we already went through, you know, keeping things arc, yeah. and keeping things accurate, relevant, and um, concise, right. short. And we talked about how we just went through this and did a preliminary, you know, just we took a look at it and we kind of cleaned things up, which, or we're trying to see how we can clean things up. Right. And we, we are already saw some gra grammatical errors and spelling errors. We saw some things that can be some duplicate information that can be cut down. So let's continue with this. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Thank you, James.